Today is the fourth Sunday after Easter. The epistle for today's Mass is taken from St. James' first epistle, chapter 1. Dearly beloved, every best gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no change nor shadow of alteration. For of his own will hath he begotten us by the word of truth, that we might be some beginning of his creatures. You know, my dearest brethren, and let every man be quick to hear, but slow to speak and slow to anger. For the anger of man worketh not the justice of God. Wherefore, casting away all uncleanness and abundance of malice, with meekness receive the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. And the Holy Gospel. It's taken from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 16. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, I go to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me, Whither goest thou? But because I have spoken these things to you, sorrow hath filled your heart. But I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go. For if I go not, the paraclete will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he is come, he will convince the world of sin and of justice and of judgment, of sin because they believed not in me, and of justice because I go to the Father, and you shall see me no longer, and of judgment because the prince of this world is already judged. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will teach you all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but what things soever he shall hear, he shall speak, and the things that are to come he shall show you. He shall glorify me, because he shall receive of mine, and shall show it to you. Thus far are the words of today's Holy Gospel. I go to him that sent me, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Words taken from the gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As the Easter season draws to a close, my dear friends, the Sunday Gospels more and more often remind us that our Lord would soon leave this earth and ascend into heaven. And this is true of today's gospel. The events of this morning's gospel took place the night before the Passion, that first Holy Thursday night. As the apostles gathered around our Lord at the Last Supper, he told them that he would soon be leaving them. Our Lord said to his apostles, But now I go to him that sent me. Scripture commentators tell us that our Lord first of all meant that he would leave the apostles in order to suffer and die. But he also meant that soon he would leave this earth and return to his Father in heaven. At hearing this, the apostles were filled with sorrow. As the Gospel says, Because I have said these things to you, sorrow hath filled your heart. They were sad at the very thought of being separated from Christ. 
During the three years of his public life, the apostles had stood by the side of our Lord. They had gathered courage and comfort from his word and example. The apostles felt free from all danger when they were with our Lord. But even more than this, the apostles had an, an immense love for Christ. They loved him so much and they were so devoted to him that they could not even imagine life without him. They did not want to be separated from him even for a short time. Nevertheless, our Lord assured them that even though he must leave them, they would not be abandoned. He told them that he would send the paraclete, the Holy Ghost, and that he would comfort and strengthen them. Now, my dear friends, like the apostles, our greatest fear should be to be separated from our Lord. Our happiness consists solely in our union with Christ, for true happiness is to love God with all our mind, heart, and will. This is what will bring us true peace and contentment, not only in eternal life, but also during life here on earth. What is it then that stands in our way? What prevents us from having this happiness, this union with our Lord? The answer, quite simply, is sin. For it is sin and sin alone that can separate us from Christ. Mortal sin is an obstacle for our love for God. To commit a single mortal sin is to build a wall between us and God. It is to shut our Lord out of one's life. It is to forfeit that joy, peace, and contentment which comes to those who are in the state of grace. Though venial sin does not completely separate us from our God, it does weaken our love for him. When we injure our Lord by these slight offenses, we put our own self, our own desires and passions before him. By venial sin, the sinner tells our Lord that he cares more about gratifying himself than about obeying the commandments and pleasing the God who suffered and died for his salvation. We must therefore realize the great evil of sin. It is the one thing that we must avoid at all costs, for sin destroys our peace and happiness. All too often, we think that we will be happy if we do what we want, if we satisfy our every desire. Some are even willing to commit sins or put themselves in the near occasions of sin in an effort to find happiness. But the very things that they use actually drive them down the road of sadness and discontent. For you see, when men look for happiness in worldly pleasures, they will never be satisfied. No sooner has one pleasure ended than they are looking for another. Their entire life becomes a mad chase after something that always seems to elude them. If we live only for this life, we will never be content, for true happiness comes only from loving God and avoiding sin. And yet you may say, it is so difficult to avoid sin. 
Sometimes it feels like I am overwhelmed in a never-ending struggle against sin. When I am at work, when I am walking through the stores, when I am driving, there is a barrage of temptations, temptations to impurity, to ambition, and to anger. And it is so true that in today's world, one can hardly step out of his door without being inundated with enticements to sin. And even in a Catholic home, there will be temptations to unkindness and impatience. And though it is difficult to resist the devil's invitations to sin, we must fight the spiritual combat. We must reject every sinful suggestion which our enemy, the world, the flesh, and the devil, proposes to us. But where will we find the strength? Where can we turn in time of temptation? Where should we turn? Just as our Lord promised the apostles that he would strengthen and comfort them by sending them the paraclete, so also will he send the Holy Ghost to be our strength and comfort. But our Lord has done even more. He has left us his own mother to be the refuge of all sinners. And St. Alphonsus relates a wonderful story of how Our Lady came to the rescue of a certain young man. There was once a young Roman who had a terrible habit of sin, and all too often he fell into mortal sin. It was in this deplorable state of soul that he went to confession. The confessor received him kindly, and having compassion on the miserable state that his soul was in, he told him that devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary would give him the strength that he needed. He therefore imposed upon him as a penance that every morning and evening until his next confession, on rising and on going to bed, he should recite a Hail Mary, begging the Blessed Mother's help in fighting temptation. The young man practiced this penance, but at first he showed very little improvement. However, his confessor continued to encourage him. He told him never to give up and to place his trust in the Mother of God. Now, sometime afterwards, the penitent left home and traveled all over the world. Having returned to Rome, he again went to his confessor who to his great joy and surprise found him entirely changed and free from his former vices. My son, he said, how have you obtained from God so happy a change? Father, answered the young man, the Blessed Virgin, for that little devotion which you, ha which you taught me, has obtained for me this grace. And my dear friends, just as Our Lady helped this young man, so too will she come to our aid in the battle against sin, if only we would pray to her and persevere in this practice. When you are faced with a temptation, if you know that you often fall into sin in a certain situation, say a Hail Mary, or even simply call upon the name of Mary to prepare yourself to resist the temptation. Pray to the Mother of God each morning and night. 
and during this month especially, which is dedicated to Our Lady, be faithful to your daily rosary. Make the rosary an important part of your day. Set aside just 15 minutes each day to honor the Mother of God and to win for yourself the graces to conquer temptation. Bring your family together at a certain time to recite the rosary, for example, each evening after dinner. And in this way, your family too will be placed under the special protection of Mary. Our happiness, our peace, and our contentment, both in this life and in eternity, depends on whether or not we resist sin. But to do this, we will need help, for we are too weak to conquer the power of evil on our own. Every day, then, pray to the powerful protectress that our Lord has given us, and you will find that she is ever ready to assist you. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.